Open the door and step inside to a world of practical magic, where we blend the mystical and mundane worlds of the everyday witch. Presented by Wise Woman Witchery and hosted by Emily Morrison and Veronica Wade-Lewis. Welcome to the Witch Next Door. I'm Emily. I'm Veronica. And this is episode 31. Holy moly. How did we get here? (laughs) Just keep talking. (laughs) Well, if we actually had recordings of how much we actually talk in real life, we'd be on episode like... 3,562 or something. Yeah. Million infinity. Billion. Exactly. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Hey, Veronica. (laughs) Hi, Emily. (laughs) Hey, everyone who's listening in right now. Uh, We are trying a a new way to record. So we'll see how this audio quality is. It sounds actually clearer on my end. So I hope you guys are getting the benefits of that as well. Uh, today we are going to be talking, we're going to continue our theme of spirit encounters, uh, but we are actually going to be talking about our personal spirit encounters with loved ones. And the reason that I'm doing this is that when I reached out to the greater community and was like, Hey guys, I'd love to hear your spirit stories, you know, in, in honor of the veils thinning as we move towards Samhain. Um, so many of the responses that I got back from people were really focused on, situations or encounters that they've had with people, their beloved dead, their people who have passed and crossed over. Um, And I just think it's important to acknowledge how, you know, we come into October and so often we get to that like spooky Halloween season and we want to know all the ghost stories and all of that. But there's this whole other component of our own loved ones um, and the veils thinning so that we can connect with them too. And that spirit encounters range from people you never knew in places that, you know, you're new to yourself to hanging out with, you know, those people that you've, who've crossed over, who you loved with your whole heart. So that's my big long ramble about (laughs) why we're going to be telling you some stories today. (laughs) (laughs) Why you should listen. It's cool. (laughs) Yeah, I like yeah. that. That's a good tagline. <laughs> <laughs> Why you should tune in. Why we're awesome. It's cool. It's cool. <laughs> it's cool. <laughs> That's a word. That's a word we still use. <laughs> <laughs> I think even the young people use that word still. Yeah, cool. I think it's classically like used. So, yeah, classic slang. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> totally. Uh, like probably a beloved dead used that word. <laughs> probably, right? Look, yeah. Like oh yeah, for around. sure. Mm-hmm. Thank you. <laughs> Actually, can I start? Because this is, feels like a good sto- lead into one of my stories. Totally. Okay, go for it. Okay, so this remind this the, the word cool just reminds me of my aunt Janice. So she was like a really key figure. Uh, she had diabetes and she passed um, when my 15 um, 
So she, she was just like, she was the cool aunt. That's why I say cool. She was my cool aunt. Um, and after she passed, so we, we connected very deeply on dreams. And I think I might have told the story in another podcast, actually. I'm re- recalling that this, this story feels like I've said it before. Hmm. Um, so if you've heard it already, I apologize. Maybe there'll be some pieces that you haven't heard yet. <laughs> So, um, a couple, yeah. So I I guess it was a couple months after she passed, I, um, had this dream with her in it. And I call this a spirit encounter because I feel like she entered my dream. It was really clearly her. Um, and I had evidence for that. Um, so yeah. So I'm, so what happened was she, came into my dream and she told me, um, she was, she was talking to me about life and, and I, and we sat down, we were outside my grandma's house and I, um, remember asking her, I said, you know, what is it like to be dead? Mm. And she said, it's the most wonderful thing that you can ever imagine. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I know. To this day, I hold on to that piece. <laughs> Not only for for my own, uh, you know, my own demise, but all the, you know, my loved ones that I have that have passed since then. Uh-huh. Um, and then as we're, as we're still, st- still talking, you know, um, she's chatting. We're just like chatting, just like hanging out. And, um, and then as she turns to leave, um, she said, she says um, that your dad tells me that you need to stop kissing the boys. Oh. <laughs> Do you know that story? No. So this this is so crazy. So she she said this and I'm like uh, like you know after I when I woke up I was shocked because to me this was evidence that she was hanging out with my dad who had passed when I was younger. And they were friends too. Um so, and, and it was a thing. What was funny was she didn't know this. This was just a thing. Nobody knew this between him and I, he would always joke because I have a lot of freckles. He said I would get my freckles from kissing the boys. And so he told me I had to stop kissing the boys. <laughs> so oh my gosh. yeah, I woke up and I was like, wow, not only did I get to hang out with my aunt, she told me what it was like to be dead, um, which was, you know, a real consolation even you know as as I was grieving her death um but also like oh my gosh she's hanging out with my dad that's so cool <laughs> <laughs> yeah so that's- so how I guess I'm curious Veronica in this dream how did you know that it wasn't just a dream like was the quality of it different oh so different like you know they say that your loved ones come to you a lot of times like as if they were younger so she uh-huh. appeared she appeared to me in her younger state who i never knew i never knew her in her younger state um but it, life and vitality so for friend it was like oh didn't huh what you know she looked different mm-hmm. um and it was very lucid, like even to this day, like I had this dream 15 years ago to this day, it was very like 
um, I can, I can recall the scenery. I can recall everything. And, you know, there, there's that, there is a different quality when your loved one comes to you and it's like, it feels like an echo of a memory. Um, Mm. And this was definitely not a memory. It was, Mm -hmm. this was a fresh new piece that she was coming and we had this deep connection in dreams. So it, it made sense that she came to me in my dream as opposed to my waking state, which I will have a story about my waking state and, and um, my other <laughs> spirit encounters after, after Emily gets to share. But, um, <laughs> it's different. You know, it make, it's, it's really different when your loved one comes to you in a dream as an echo of a memory, as opposed to um, what I believe is crossing over um, and reaching out to you through your subconscious. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, that's a good question. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I ask it primarily because, you know, I mean, we, you, you and I both have had quite a few significant losses of people in our lives. And I know after my dad died, I had a lot of dreams about him and I would question, you know, is this, was this a visitation? Did my dad come to see me in my dreams? No, I, it was all in my mind. You know, I definitely just made that up. And then when he did come see me in my dreams, it was different. Like, and and the way that I, you know, you described seeing somebody in your dream as an echo of a memory. And for Mm -hmm. me, I, I had all these dreams about him, but then when I had an actual dream that I believe was a visit, I mm-hmm. could feel him like, yeah, like who he was, you know, like when you're hanging out with somebody that you're close to and you feel who they are, it's mm-hmm. like beyond what they look like. It's beyond what they smell like. It's beyond what they feel like when you touch them, there is an energy of who that person is. And that is what I felt in, in the couple dreams that I've had of my dad that felt like visitations. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and in those dreams, I could physically feel him as well. So it, it's interesting because the two that come to mind, I can, like the clearest. In one, I was sitting on a couch with him mm-hmm. in part of it. And, um, and then in another part of it, we were at this hardware store from my childhood. But in both sections of those dreams, I could feel his hands as well as his energy. And I remember saying to him in both in both parts of those dreams, because I think it was like a dream where it like you have a part of it and then it wanders into something else and then you mm-hmm. kind of loop back to the person again. Yep. But in both parts of that one dream, I said, you're supposed to be dead. <laughs> <laughs> Not funny. He was when you like, get- <laughs> yeah. He was like, yeah, I am. And I was like, 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 no, like you're gone. He's like, I am gone, but I'm here. And, uh, it was such a, I don't know, just, I woke up feeling like, wow, I just hung out with, like, I actually just hung out with my dad. Um, so good. But then it was also interesting is that probably, I think it was about two years after he died. I, I got really hammered by grief when my dad died. I gotta say, like, I felt like. I was completely brought to my knees. I was crying in my car on my way to and from work every day. And in between things at work, I was crying in my car. I mean, I was really devastated, um, as I think many of us are when we lose someone. But I had never had a loss of that magnitude. Um, But about two years after he had died, I had this dream that I was at some type of amusement park and 
here I'm like trying to get to the ride, whatever ride this was. I, there's like, I'm in this weird house. I'm going through all these back crazy like passageways and I can't get out and I keep going in circles. And then finally I come out onto this platform and my dad is there hmm. and I see him and I'm like, dad, you know, what, what are you doing here? And, and I think I, even that dream, I also said, you're dead, <laughs> you know, like the, big, <laughs> the big epiphany. Um, and he was like, I am. And then he didn't really say anything, but I could really feel him. And he helped me get into this roller coaster, like car, you know, the little cars. And he like locked me in and I was like, but you're coming with me. And he just looked at me with like so much love and the roller coaster took off and I was like so distraught that he was not with me. And I turned around and he was waving goodbye. Wow. And right. And, and I thought it felt like a transition for me, for him. Mm -hmm. Like he was transitioning somewhere where maybe I wasn't going to be able to connect with him in the same way. Mm. And I was transitioning out of my most acute grief. Mm. So it felt like there was this shared moment of like me letting him go and him letting me go. Wow. You know, because depending on what you believe, when you go into the spirit world, you got some work to mm-hmm. do, right? And I think there's a way that sometimes our spirit self has to be able to let go of our life here as well. Now, that's that's speculation, of course, because I'm not dead yet. <laughs> um <laughs> <laughs> But you're dead. I love, <laughs> like, you know, in a dream when you're like, wait, you're not supposed to be here. You know, <laughs> like, wait, what the hell? Yeah, the, to me, that feels like lucidity. You know what I'm saying? There's that moment of clarity of like, you're like, well, wait, that's not real. When like in a dream. Exactly. It, typically you don't, you're not lucid in it and it's happening, you know, mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. really special. Yeah. So that's when you were saying that about how, you know, when I asked, how can you tell? Mm-hmm. That's how I can tell. Cause I've had tons of dreams about my dad, like yep. so many dreams. Um, but those were the ones where I really felt him there. Mm-hmm. So, and there's been other ways I've, I mean, I've had, so, oh, let me tell you this that just happened. Uh, I know. Like, right? What? So I want, I know this is so bizarre. I was walking my dog the other morning and I came around the corner and I looked up at this tree that I look at all the time. And I felt like, I felt like my dad was right. Like it was the most crazy mm. feeling. I just felt my dad in that moment. I look at this freaking tree every day, but, <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, it was like suddenly my dad was standing right there. I felt his energy. I felt what it felt like to be next to wow. him. Like, and it was like this wash yep. that mm-hmm. came over me out of nowhere. I wasn't thinking about my dad. I was, I mean, I was thinking about getting home and getting on with my day. And, um, and I had to like stop and pause and be like, whoa, that just happened. That was really weird. Um, and then of course I thought about my dad after that. Cause, <laughs> but it felt like a hello yeah. almost. Yeah. You know, I, I feel like, I, I feel like most of us who have lost someone significant have that you know mo- like times when like maybe yeah there's even and and you feel that mm-hmm. person present um mm-hmm. just like they're right next to you for me it's a lot in my car for some reason I don't know why um because it's quiet yeah, maybe yeah 
Mm-hmm. <sighs> Super cool. <laughs> I'll, I'll share something like just in like present, like as far as like spirit encounters and present um, and not in a uh-huh. dream. Um, so my sister passed, um, gosh, now almost six years ago this, this coming month. Oh my gosh. It's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah, it is crazy. Um, so she was a very significant person in my life. Um, she's pretty much a second mother to my daughter and she lived with me most of my life. Um, so her loss was very deep and significant. And <clears throat> at, after, after she passed, um, I, got to a point, I mean, I was, it was a really dark time for me, but it, she was so present. Her spirit was so present next to me. I don't know if you remember this, Emily, because we, I mean, we talk all the time, Emily and I do, but I I had to get to a point where I had to tell her to back off Mm -hmm. because it was so intense to feel her next to me all day long. And I was already feeling mm-hmm. that heaviness of her loss that like literally. So when I next to me, I would, I literally, you, you said you can feel your dad in your dream. Like that's what it was like. Like, yeah, it was almost like a shadow, like this feeling of a shadow that was right next to me, like, like over my, like, right, like hanging out by my right shoulder, you know, like, and mm-hmm. it felt like it was her way like I'm not gone you know like I'm still here I love you like just this this thing and maybe it was also for her as well like I don't know but it was like constant so constant that I could I felt like I couldn't even get grief like I was like she's right there she's right there I can't I can't handle this you know so I literally Mm -hmm. had to have a diet um and you know I believe that was her. Like, I believe she could hear me. She can feel me. She was there. And I'm like, okay, I need you to back off. Like, I love Uh you so much and I miss you. And I can't have you right next to me right now. Like I need to be able to get over this or to move through this. I should say not get over because you never get over. Um, right. And so I could physically feel her like step back by feet. And so the, the next couple weeks, it felt like she was giving me my space. She was still close, but she was like, like, as opposed to like being right next to me, she would be like, Oh yeah, I'll be over on the other side of the room. You know, mm-hmm. like incredible. Like I never had that feeling before, but I also never lo- lost anybody who was that um, in, integral in my life that I lived with and saw every day. Um, so right. it was, it was, yeah, that was really, and I, I feel like our connection continues in that way. Like I can call her up, up like in a drop of a hat, just talking about her right now. She's like, Oh yeah. Hey, I'm here. Like, <laughs> uh huh. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a pretty, pretty amazing connection and I feel like we can all access that and access our loved ones through the other side and at this time she actually passed around this time right before Samhain so it feels like it's a lot easier you know to just kind of access through the veils you know right 
Yeah, I know. Well, I, and I, I do feel like in the autumn and, and also sometimes in the spring, there is that easier way. Um, I mean, I, I, I believe the veils are thinner and it's interesting for me because when I was younger, when I was a kid, um, I would feel into that, but I didn't know about like the wheel of the year. I didn't know about Samhain. I didn't know about any of that. I didn't associate fall with being that time when, you know, the earth kind of dies Mm -hmm. away. None of that. Um, but I always had a sense of that. And maybe that's pop culture, right? Maybe that's just me being way too into Casper the Friendly Ghost. But um, (laughs) (laughs) as a kid, not now. But But it is, there is something. There is something that happens uh, this time of year that does make it feel like our loved ones are more accessible. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah. I know um, I... So the idea of taking a step back, uh, we had in my family, my husband and I had about four deaths, pretty significant deaths happen in the period of like a year. It was ridiculous um, or a year and a half. But during that time, one of the people who died was a friend of his. And uh, she came to visit in the middle of the night Mm. a couple of times where I would wake up out of a dead sleep. And she would be standing by my bed and I couldn't see her with my eyes, but I could see her in that I knew, I just knew she was there. It's Mm -hmm. like when somebody walks into a room and you just know they're there. Um, And I had to ask her to leave because it was just too intense. Like she was like right there. And I still, to this day, don't know what she was trying to tell me, but I was just like, I can't, if you have a message for my husband, you need to give it to him. Like, I can't be this person for you. Like, <laughs> this is too much for me right now. I'm yeah. on overload. Well, and what's so... <laughs> the deal with spirits coming at night in your bed? Like, that's not okay. <laughs> right? But but it you're is. quiet. Yeah. So, so it's like being yeah. in your car, right? Like, I don't know. If, I mean, I do know about you, actually, <laughs> Veronica. But I don't know about everybody who's listening. <laughs> but, you know, we're going mm-hmm. all day. And when it's night and we're quiet, there's a yeah. stillness. We are, our psyche is more available. Yeah. That makes sense. And it's also you kind know? of creepy. It creeps me out. Cause I don't like, it is know, creepy. even if it's a loved one, I love you. And like, I'm trying to go to sleep. Like <laughs> it's a vulnerable, right. it feels very vulnerable. You know what I'm saying? Yes. And I mean, maybe it's yes. comforting, you know, for some people to have that for, I guess for me, it's just like. I don't like that. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I don't, I don't like it either. It, it does make me uncomfortable mm-hmm. and often it make it startles me enough yes. that even if there was a message there to be received, I can't necessarily mm-hmm. receive it. Um, I, unless I'm like actively like, okay, I'm open. You can come talk to me. Um, but it's not usually the middle of the night that that happens because I'm trying to yeah. sleep. Oh, you know what just popped into my head? I just like, it's totally like this might, I mean, it's on the topic, but is, is, <laughs> is messages that our loved ones send to us after they pass, like spirit messages, uh-huh. you know, like, you know, they'll like, like a family mem- member will send a bird or they'll send a, you know, um, my, one of, one of my other aunts, uh, same side of the family. Um, she passed before I was very young. I don't even remember her. 
And she left a book of matches for her um, boyfriend who was, they were going to about to get married at the time with a message inside it that said, I miss you. So to this day, to this day, he swears. Okay. He swears this, this book of matches and he found it and it said, and this was like, they were smokers. And this was their mat, their, the, uh-huh. their book of matches. Like they had a certain kind of match that they would use. Um, and he turned it over. This was like uh, how long after she passed? It could have been a while after, but he opened it up and it said inside, I miss you on it. Mm-hmm. Crazy. I don't know. It's like, that is I, crazy. I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe not. <laughs> Maybe that was real. Maybe it's not. I don't know. <laughs> well, it was exactly. real to him. Yeah. And I, I, I think people have, mm-hmm. I don't know what it's like to, to, you know, I'm sure I, I mean, I believe in multiple lives, so maybe I do know what it's like, but I don't remember what it's like to have passed or what it's like to be a spirit able to have, have the ability to contact us on the side and what that's like, you know? Uh-huh. Um, I think they do. I believe that. Yeah. You know, when my grandma died, I mean, for years before she died, we talked a lot about the fact that she was going to die um, because I would tell her how freaked out I was about her dying. Yeah. <laughs> so, Because I love my grandma. I was really close with my grandma. And I, you know, and she always said the two greatest mysteries in life are what happened before we're born and after we die. And we don't get to know mm-hmm. them when we're here. So, um, which I hate, you know, cause I like to know all the things. <laughs> so <laughs> she promised me that she would come back. She would come back and, and let me know it was all okay. And that, it, you know, there was, there was life after death. Um, if mm-hmm. she could, she would do that. So, Grandma, I'm still waiting. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so so maybe something's going on. Um, She's not able to access that, you know. I don't know. Well, I don't know either. But what's really also interesting is that for the last few weeks, I have been almost obsessively thinking about my grandma. Mm. Like, it's, it's very odd. I keep having these flashes of stories that she told me and... Just feeling, I don't know, mm-hmm. feeling her, right? And so I don't know if she's visiting me. Like, I was trying to have a conversation with her the other day. I'm like, okay, Grandma, this is your chance. <laughs> I'm open. Give me a sign, yeah. you know? <laughs> um, and and that hasn't happened in a way where I'm like, oh, my God, there it is. Uh, but I have felt her very strongly. And, and so that's the other piece of all of this, right? Like maybe we have spirit encounters and maybe our spirit encounters are just the imprint people Mm. have left on us. Yeah. I don't know. Either way, they're pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, I am pretty sold on the fact that it's real. Um, Just. (laughs) I know. I know you are. (laughs) For me, like I have evidence, you know, like for me, like the evidence is like inside of me. Like I can like, just like, you know, the difference between um, like a lucid dream and a non-lucid dream or what you feel is something real and tangible and something that's Um, Mm make-believe. There's a different quality to both those things, you know? 
Yeah. No, I agree. I totally agree. Um, and, and I mean, I've had enough experiences in my life, both of loved ones and of people I did not know that I've actually mm-hmm. physically seen. I mean, I, 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 this is, I know we're talking about loved yeah. ones, but just as a, like, I haven't actually physically seen a loved one aside from in my dreams. I felt them. I've sensed them, all of that. Um, but I physically saw a man walk out of a door and down a flight of stairs and disappear one time. Ooh. And I don't know who he was. And I, it was at a friend's house. I didn't, I don't know who the people were next door. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know any of that stuff, but the dude like was yeah. clearly not human or was at some point and then no longer was. <laughs> So I've seen things that make me think that, but I always have that skeptic mm-hmm. mind, you know, in the back of it, that scientific, I'm going to pick this apart. I'm going to try to justify this. Um, the critical yeah. thinking. Maybe I just model made it up of things. Yeah. But it's right. Yeah. So yeah. I feel like I hold both. All the yeah. Time. You do that pretty well. I, I, you know, I don't hold the other side very heavy because I'm just uh, like more, you know, and more and more, you get more and more evidence. It's just like, okay, well, you know, like, like the, mm-hmm. the idea of life after death. And I know that some people need some like real hardcore evidence, like literally dying themselves and coming back. You know, some people need that. Right. I'm one to, you know, believe the, what is unseen, you know? And I, I and I, I feel like our listeners uh-huh. must be those kind of people too. If you, you know, if um, listening to this, um, either believing it or interested in it in which way curious (laughs) maybe gathering more evidence Mm -hmm. that this is you know a real thing you know right right well you know uh, I talk about when I talk about ghost encounters spirit encounters with loved ones I often come back to my dad and my dad was you know pretty much larger than life in all kinds of ways Um, because his, his energy was very big, but who he was, he was also like six foot four, Mm -hmm. you know, (laughs) he was not a small guy. His hands were like, he could hold a basketball in one hand pretty dang easy. Um, He wore a six size 16 men's shoe. I mean, my dad was like a big dude. And (laughs) so I think that's why he has taken up Mm -hmm. so much space um, in the wake of his passing. But, you know, you talked about signs and I may have talked about this on another podcast. And if I didn't, I know I've talked about it um, in a couple of classes that I've taught. But I had a dream about a snake. I think I did talk about this. Um, But I had a dream about this snake a week and a half before my dad died. And literally in the moment that I was being told my dad had died, I saw a snake Mm -hmm. slither in front of me. And in my dream, I was at the river. And in reality, I was at the river. I mean, it's just, it's like, yeah. And then I subsequently had like three or four more snake encounters after that in the process of dealing with my dad's estate and his memorial and all of that. And Mm -hmm. I don't see snakes. Like I haven't, this entire year, I have not seen a snake. Like, wow. It's very, it was a very weird um, timing, Mm -hmm. but it, it was a message. It really felt like a message. And so I, I, you know, even in my skepticism and my picking things apart and trying to look at it from all angles, yeah. I do believe, yeah. I do believe in something. Well, I think it's good to be, you know, yeah, to 
to be a little critical and be like, oh, I wonder, or even, I don't know if critical is the right word, but just, you know, curious and, and look at the evidence. Oh, well, maybe, maybe it's this, or maybe I'm just right. doing this or, um, Mm-hmm. And then the other thing is like, why not? You know, like if if we're making this up, sure. let's say we're making all this up. Why not make up something that feels good? You know what I'm saying? Like, why not make up something like <laughs> my loved one just showed up the other day to say they love me? What's wrong with that? You know what I'm saying? So great. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm just like, what if it's all make-believe? Yeah. Sure, then let's make up something that, that feels good for us, that helps us, and you know, get through our lives and enhances our happiness, you know? Yes. <sighs> totally. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Well, we kind yeah. of pulled some stories, some stories in there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I definitely see my sister in my car a lot, like, um, because we did a lot of driving yeah. together and traveling, um, singing songs and like, you know, being crazy girls. Um, and I definitely see her in my car a lot. And I'm sure other people mm-hmm. have had this. This is so cool is I'll think about her. And then one of her songs will play on the radio that like her and I would listen to. And I was like, yeah, yes. there she is. I'm like, hi. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, that's like, oh, I'm like, I, that's real. Totally. Because to I'm like that, that she was in my head. How could that song just play? You know what I'm saying? Like that feels yeah. real. <laughs> I'm like, can the spirit actually go like, to the radio station and like mess around with their electronics. <laughs> well, I mean the other the other part of that, I'm well, I'm not gonna do it. I'm not gonna rain on your parade. <laughs> You're gonna play devil's advocate. Go, no, do it, do it. <laughs> no, well, because the other thing that I this is part of, I totally believe in being psychic, right? So even if I can get really like skeptical about ghosts or whatever, which I'm, I am, and I'm not. It's so weird, but um, but when I think about psychic, being psychic, and having your psychic skills, mm. I totally believe we all have that. And even critically thinking, I believe we have all that. So that being said, if you are thinking about somebody and a song comes on the radio, what if you were already picking up on that song? And it, it's mm. the opposite direction, right? And it brought that person Maybe. to mind. Because have have you ever been like singing a song in your head and then you go turn on the radio and that's very song is rarely. I'm sure that's happened. Oh, oh does it? it happens to me a lot. But <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, who anyway, knows? <laughs> who knows? Who knows? But I, you know, I, so I guess one more thing I want to say, I thought we were going to wrap this up, but I'm wrong. Cause I can't stop talking. Um, <laughs> so one more thing I want to say is I, I personally experience mm-hmm. hearing. Oh, yeah. Ones. Yes. Um, like Thank actually you. audibly hearing them. I've heard, I've he- actually heard my dad say mm. my name. Um, you know, and, or heard something that like a phrase that he would say or whatnot. And I'm like, Oh, whoa, weird. (laughs) Um, 
And it's, it is usually when I'm falling asleep, yeah. but it's clear as day. It's clear as day. And I actually, actually, I have heard my grandmother. So oh, Emily, Emily, you're not listening. You're not like, listening. I know. <laughs> I know. That's what she would say too. She'd say, oh, Emily, I just don't know about you. That's what she would say. You don't have to, Grandma. <laughs> I know about me. <laughs> oh, yeah. I know. So I used to tell her. I'm like, it's fine. I don't really know about me either, actually. It's very confusing. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I just, I, I am so grateful so. to have this connection. I feel like I want everyone to have this connection, uh, you know, across the dimensions or whatever it is, the other side with their loved ones, really. Because it's it's uh, you know it feels good you're you and it's also I don't know about you but it's comfort for me you know yes yeah so much well to feel that that they're still with us you know it's it's a big yeah it's a big thing because someday we're gonna be be certain (laughs) so there's that too yeah holding that down Yeah. yeah yeah absolutely Wow, that's like a whole other podcast. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Let's not get into our own mortality. There we go. <laughs> the dues. But anyway, well, let's wrap this up for today, Veronica. And um, yeah, we'll we'll do it to be continued. Dot dot. Thanks, dot. Emily. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. And everyone else, thank you for listening and tuning in. And uh in kind of getting a glimpse into some of our own personal connection stories with our beloved dad. Maybe we've made you think about some of your own uh, because we all have that connection. And as we get closer and closer to Samhain or, you know, in, mm-hmm. in Mexican culture, the day of the dead, uh, it's really this time to honor and connect with our ancestors, you know, whether, whether you believe that they're here with you or not, there's still a way to connect and honor them. Um, connect to and honor them. So I invite you to, to start thinking about some ways to do that. And maybe, uh, maybe that is what Veronica and I can talk about in a future podcast at some point is some, some things you can do to, to grow that for yourself. So until next time, take good care. Thanks for tuning in to the witch next door. You can help others find us by subscribing to and rating this podcast. If you're interested in supporting this work, you can do so through the anchor support link in our description. And if you're ready to dive a little deeper, hop on over to wisewomanwitchery.com and check out the Wise Woman Witchery Diving Deeper monthly membership group. The details and sign up link are available there. And remember, You are magic. Embrace it. Thank you for joining us on The Witch Next Door. Join us next week as we explore more ways to make every day more magical. Can't wait? Visit wisewomanwitchery.com or follow Wise Woman Witchery on Facebook and Instagram to stay up to date on all current offerings and be a part of the tribe. All episodes are created by Emily Morrison and Veronica Wade Lewis. Music written and performed by Jean Cornelius.